Welcome to The Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today I'm chatting with a minimalist abstract artist based in Woodbridge, Virginia. Please welcome Tamal Nakayama. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> so, um, so I can never do do the, int- the the introduction justice. I want to invite you to um, introduce yourself and tell us how you got started in art. Okay. Uh, my name is Tamao Nakayama, and I'm a visual artist, and I create uh, paintings and sculptures. Um, well, my art style is uh, contemporary abstract, and I'm, I have to say I'm a pretty minimalist. And yeah. And I currently work at my studio in Woodbridge, Virginia. And uh, you wanna uh, ask how yeah, how, so, how I started? Yeah. How how did you start? And um, what was your? Because um, I, I saw that your your background was originally in design, right? So tell me about how 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 you started and how design was a part of your 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 background in art making. Ah. Uh, um, Actually, uh, it happened a bit to design, but, but when I was a kid, um, so I was born and raised in Tokyo, Japan. And when I was very young, there were a lot of small studios of traditional craftsmen in my neighborhood, actually everywhere. Yeah. And uh, my neighborhood, Next door neighbor was a woodworker. And then one of my relatives was a kimono maker. And she lived with us and uh, took care of me. So uh, when I was very young, I spent a lot of time in her studio every day. And making something with my hands was very natural yeah. for me, to me. And then uh, after school, had a really good program. And the first time I experienced uh, creating art in an organized group was in the after school program. And the teacher uh, was a paper uh, sculptor. Um, I don't know if you are familiar with origami. Yes. Yeah, so um, she does that, but she makes a big sculpture, like a lampshade, or um, she makes uh, pretty functional stuff. Yeah. And the program was great, and that was kind of crafty classes. Um, and then, um, uh, you know, we sculpt and paint and drawing and stuff, but um, she used the material which is very easy to use for kids. So um, instead of wood carving, she used uh, soap to yeah. carve, carve, you know, so it's easy. And so that, that was the first time I experienced. And uh, my elementary school was awesome. It was really, really creative and innovative. Yeah. And that school was made for, uh, built for um, experimenting um, educa- educational program in Japan. So it was quite a fun school. And 
at there um that i was creating a, a lot of stuff and my um we had a a class called blank class mm-hmm. and then probably there were 52 students in the class and in the blank class uh students all students can decide what we're going to do yeah. but we are doing one project right and then we talked about it and well, what should we do and then and, and uh the other class decided to make a house and the other class decided to make a um, boat and then we kind of decided to make a sci-fi movie <laughs> you know so it was quite a bit of um, creation there and other than class um, I started making comic book with my friends and it was kind of journal so one person make a story and draw something one day and the next day i will pass pass it to my friend and then she continue uh make stories and so um i don't really remember well for the, the studies and stuff but um it was a really really fun and then everything was uh teacher was teacher was like okay you guys figure out like solve the problem by yourself and make it happen. Yeah. That kind of education I had. So that's how my creativity grown up there. Yeah. And the, the design you were asking, actually, um, I had a chance to go to um, art schools, art colleges, but um, I kind of didn't, feel right at the time and i feel like i'm missing something and i i didn't know what it it was but um i wanted to see more art in the real world and so i decided um i work for designers and architectures uh sorry architects uh, in Los Angeles. So I moved there, I did internship and you know, worked uh, several uh, designers. And then um, 2020, the pandemic happened and I moved to Virginia. Yeah. And I had a little more little time to figure out my life. And I really wanted to come back to fine art. Yeah. So that's what happened. I don't know if I no, no, really answered you. your question. <laughs> you did. You did. Absolutely. You did. And thank you for walking me through that. Cause that is a, you know, it's one of those things, um, talking about just being able to, to create, going back to your childhood, just being able to create, like, this is what mm-hmm. y'all doing. So <laughs> have at it. Uh, we'll worry about the school stuff a little bit later. Create, create, create. Yeah. And it sounds like you had an awesome time at school, which uh, yeah. is amazing. Um, so with your your current work, um, focusing um, in painting and sculpture, tell me about what stuck out for either of those modalities like why did you choose to to paint why what what drew you to sculpture things like that okay the painting 
painting was a little challenging. Um, it happened in 2020. So when I came here, um, uh, everybody was in a stay-home uh, situation, and I didn't have a kiln, and I was using somebody's garage. So I didn't have access to kiln, the kiln. Right. Um, so I start looking for uh, different materials. And okay, what, what am I going to do? Should I do metal? Should I do uh, concrete? Should I do what, what should I do? And I tried to concrete because I wanted to make big stuff. So I, I tried to concrete. Then um, Virginia, winter is pretty cold, <laughs> I realized. <laughs> and it's pretty much the temperature wise. It's kind of same as uh, outside, you know, the, in the garage. So I tried and tried, and then the concrete didn't cure. Right. And at one point, my iPhone stopped working. So I was like, okay, I'm going to die <laughs> in here. So I have to go inside. And so I went inside, and okay, I, I really needed to create something. I, you know, I haven't created anything for a while. So um, I decided, okay, why don't I just try paint and drawing in a painting? And as I start doing that, and I, I don't probably approach as traditional painters because um, I, I am a, a ceramic sculptor. So uh, then, so so anyway, um, I was I didn't have any real equipment. So I just grabbed the uh, plastic container, empty plastic container, and I'm mixing up the uh, painting. Yeah. And then uh, it's a clear plastic container. And then I accidentally dropped and upside down. Of course, yeah. mercy is low, right? And then, then I looked at the color and then it's very beautiful and it's so wet looking yeah and then uh i thought oh, why nobody used to this <laughs> it's, it's so different and it's so unique yeah. i like this texture and i started reading you know how to paint acrylic and it said don't paint on smooth surface oh that's why <laughs> right? oh that's why that that's why. Yeah. <laughs> but then i thought well i like um problem solving so okay well so that's a problem uh, can i fix that <laughs> because this is pretty i really want to use that so that's how um it started yeah. my painting started that's great yeah that is great so you, you were you were touching on um your you were describing earlier your um your experience um creating as a child and i think that is is really big. Um, I I look at stuff that I did when I was younger, and mm -hmm. I didn't have to worry about ego. I didn't have mm -hmm. to worry about stage fright and feeling like, mm -hmm. oh, what if someone says something mean? I was just doing it right, and mm -hmm. I think kids get it right. You know mm -hmm. that they're just doing it. They're just having fun and just creating. It's like, look, if mm -hmm. I'm finger painting, I'm finger painting. So how how do you tap back into that? Because I think we all tap back into that kind of childlike connection with creativity 
How do you yeah. tap back into that in your your work your work these days? Um, I was lucky. I I was pretty free that way. You know, the younger age and then teachers are pretty um, supportive and stuff. Uh, but I understand uh, um, uh, a lot of cr- uh, critiques and competitions start at a younger age nowadays. Yeah. And but I I think the great teachers uh, focus on teaching techniques and uh, possibilities, and uh, they are trying to help kids for. Um, solving problems yeah. instead of critics and you know judge judgments and stuff and and I think you know good or bad or like dislike uh beautiful no not beautiful those are not those are artist decisions you know mm-hmm. the kids or artists should make a decision for oh this is good or this is bad. Um, it's not somebody else's business to come up and and tell me tell me to, but yeah. but I mean it happens in the real world. Um, but I think if this is a little different from art story, but yeah. just uh, you know being healthier mentally and yeah. then try to make a boundaries. You know, people might say something to you, but hey, um, okay, that's what you think, but this is what I think. And right. just, uh, you know, being honest myself is pretty tough sometimes. Is this really good? Or I worked hard, so I feel good. You know, yeah. that that's kind of my decision. I have to be really honest myself to make a decision. Um, so... If well, I say this because I prepare to talk <laughs> today, um, sometimes, you know, that hurts. But, you know, I kind of have to go back to, hey, let's make boundary. And then what I feel is what I feel. What they feel is what they feel. I cannot make any change for that. So I, that that comes me down, I think. I Thank you. That's I, I agree with that. Um, I think like when I'm doing this and putting out these these interviews and um, trying trying to do my best to help people tell their stories, um, all types of artists, emerging artists, people who are established. And I try to treat everyone with the same degree of respect and try to put the same effort in, you know, and. Mm-hmm. You know, people will say what they want. Say, like, "Oh, I don't. I didn't like that one as good." It's like, well, it's not for you to like it. You know, did I find this person interesting? I find you interesting. I find what uh-huh. your story is interesting, and I'm glad we're able to sit here and have this conversation uh-huh. um, to learn more mm-hmm. about you and your work. Thank you. You're welcome. And I, uh, I also, um, I think art is not so black or white, um, yeah. right or wrong, uh, because. Uh, um, if you play sports as professional, that's really tough because it's always win, winning or losing. You cannot avoid that. Right. But for art, you have a space to be unique. Yes. And so that's the best part. And if the art form is, for example, um, dancing or 
musician and you have to improvise and stand-up comedian and then you have to improvise that's really tough because that's a moment Mm -hmm. if you make a mistake people judge you and also you know you know you made a mistake but for visual artists we have time you know go back and fix stuff and so i don't think we need to panic so much and yeah, that's kind of what I think yeah. about visual art. I think um, when I used to do this podcast um, or podcasting as a whole, you're, you're looking at it, you you start being trying to be a perfectionist. It's like, all right, I had too many ums in it. I was yawning <laughs> and I'm going through it. Let me trim this out. And uh-huh. what happens is you lose, at least I would lose the, the natural tone that this doesn't mm. feel like a conversation. It just feels mm-hmm. like words. And part of that wasn't for what I thought. I felt like I like this conversation. I'm going to remember the conversation. Mm-hmm. I was doing it for what I thought people want to listen to. They don't want to hear the ums and the imperfections. But at the end of the day, you're taking it from what it is. You're taking it from being a conversation. You're changing right. its form. Just and be natural. And yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, this, this is an interesting question I have here next for you. Okay. Um, do you embrace your strangeness? Like those qualities that make you unique to your field, unique to your work. Like, do you embrace what makes you unique? Unique. Um, okay. My uh, creativity and then uh, problem solving. Yeah. That part is strength, but also weakness. Um, I have a hard, I have a hard time uh, following instructions without thinking. Um, so I did, I worked for a, a software testing um, work business. Mm-hmm. I actually had a really, really hard time because every, so, so I got documents, like 60 pages documents and it said, okay, you do that, you push this button and then this should happen. Right. And if it doesn't happen, this should happen. Like, you know, you have to follow the direction. But every time when something doesn't happen, what I have to do is just report that fact. Yeah. But my brain immediately starts thinking, solving the problem. <laughs> I'm not a software engineer. <laughs> right, right. But some, somehow, oh, maybe I can fix this, you know, or... You know, all the passivity shoots out in my head. So I kind of have to tone down to do that job. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I was like, okay, this is really, I, I'm not, my brain is not made for this. So I've run into the, a similar thing. Like I work in, in, a, in a, I'm a data analyst during, day, during the day. And I try to leverage the fact that I am a problem solver and I think like that. And sometimes it's like, okay, I'm thinking of all of these other ways to fix this, but I didn't really fix the problem. I need to, I need to lower that. Come down, Rob, tighten it up a little bit. So what were you going to say, please? Oh, oh no. Uh, So, so, um, uh, well, so, um, that's my strength and weakness. And, uh, luckily, you know, art, I can create as much as I can, I, I can, I want to, and solve as much as I want to. So especially when I'm making a um, sculpture and a big piece, it doesn't stand up if I don't 
make it happen and I have to solve a lot. So that part I like. Oh, and then when I was working for design designers, mm-hmm. um, uh, furniture designers make something for a specific house and the roof is crooked, you know, some weird angle. Yeah. And but the client wants some specific function to the drawer, then we have to come up to weird shape drawer which swing out or something like that. Um, so uh, so my brain worked very well for that project, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so good and bad, I guess. Yeah. So I got I got one more real question for you because I think you you answered you see you you're overachieving that's what's happening here you've answered all of my other questions <laughs> and so good on you good good on you oh. uh, so I got this one last real question for you then I got some rapid fire ones for you so uh-huh. you know you should okay. be scared about those those are very scary ones I'm messing with you uh, <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about a time um, that someone gave you an opportunity that was very influential to your development as an artist ah. Uh-huh. Well, um, so the, in October two, 2021, my painting got selected for the juried group exhibition, uh, Hypothesis. Yeah. Hy- Hypothesis. That, that was the title of the exhibition. And it was exhibited at the Target Gala- Gallery in yeah. Alexandria, at Virginia yes. Torpedo Factory. Do you know? Yeah, I've heard, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there, and it was actually uh, um, special for me because I didn't expect anything to happen that time. Uh, I just started painting 2D was a very new thing for me. And, but the title of the, the theme of the exhibition was perfect because, you know, I couldn't do my sculpture at the time and really experimenting uh, my art, uh, my uh, painting, yeah. 2D. So it was very good match. And I had a great uh, experience with them. I, I bet I would imagine that felt really good to have your, your work in that kind of capacity, especially mm-hmm. with a, uh, a, a new a, a new type of art that you're working with. It's like, this isn't sculpture. I'm doing paint. This is something different. Mm-hmm. and um, being recognized in that way. I bet you that felt good. Yeah, um, the painting, what I do, I, I, um, I don't use brush. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. um, I use like a, a scrub brush or a, a plastic bag or, um, or I, I couldn't find anything else, sticks, whatever it is. So really experimental piece pieces. Yeah. So... So I didn't really expect people to really understand the art. So, and then also I'm a ceramic sculptor. So making texture or, you know, glaze, that is a big part of ceramics. So that's the same approach I took for paintings. And I had no idea it will work or not. So, um, so the exhibition in the exhibition, people enjoyed my art, and that was very nice to see. That's great, mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that. All right, 
now it's time to get weird. No. Oh. <laughs> so, all right. So this is going to be fun. I promise mm-hmm. it's going to be fun. So these are my rapid fire questions. I mm-hmm. have four of them for you. Um, yeah. And pretty much with these, you wanna, if you, you want to provide extra detail, you can. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to. So I'm going to start off with this one. What is your favorite book? Um, I don't have t- much time to read a book, but I'm, I have to pay tax. So I'm reading a lot, a lot of tax papers. <laughs> tax code. <laughs> yes, that's one. <laughs> that's a very honest answer. I love it. <laughs> All right. Um, this doesn't necessarily have to be art related, but mm-hmm. if you want, what fascinates you? What fascinates me? Um, oh, fast, uh, materials. I, I like materials. Um, why well, if I say this, this might be really strange, but I like, um, for example, um, well, I love materials because, um, for the metal, when I was welding, yeah. I couldn't stop just watching melting uh, metals or, uh, uh, the uh, glass, glass is uh, co- kind of mel- melting and uh, changing the shapes. Yeah. So the behavior of materials, that's fascinating me. And uh, meeting new materials, like uh, finding out, um, what do you call um, Yeah, finding out new materials, yeah. uh, they do... Uh, very unexpected behavior they do. Yeah. Um, that excites me. There's volatility there. There's this transmutation. Mm-hmm. Um, alchemy always interests me. Um, and it's like, uh, now granted, it's very cartoony and corny, but I remember watching um, Full Metal Alchemist and they were talking about like, oh, alchemy, mm-hmm. the laws of equivalent exchange. I was like, yes, tell me more. Oh. And um, <laughs> yeah, you know, so yeah, it's definitely interesting to see even the growth of something like watching a plant like mm, change mm-hmm. from like, Oh, you were yeah. a seed. Now you're a tree. Like this yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can uh, speed up and the videotape and speed up and that's yeah. Fun. The time lapse. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> this is, this is a good one. Uh, you, 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 so what makes you laugh? Is, is there a specific like uh, stand up? Is it uh, a specific movie? Do cat videos? What makes you laugh? Ah, oh, well, oh, yeah, when I talk with my friends, because my English is so messed up, sometimes I, I don't mean to make jokes, but constantly they, so this is what I do. So I have a problem with L and R, and I have a hard time communicating. So sometimes I know I'm going to pronounce wrong. And I pronounce between L and R and make them think what I said. So <laughs> it's really bad, but that's what I call something. That's actually here. funny. That's really yeah. funny. So, so I don't, yeah, so my friends and I are always laughing because I mess up so much. I like it. I yeah. like it. <laughs> I mean, Rob Lee here. <laughs> you know, um, so the last question I got for you. Um, okay. So when you're working, right? Um, what do you have? What are you listening to? Is it music, podcasts, or is it silent when you're working? Uh, sometimes silent, and sometimes I hear music. What are you I listening like, to? 
I like a Macy Gray. Really? I, I, I like. Nice. Yeah, well, Macy so, Gray love. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. I yeah, comedy is good, but sometimes the words uh, distract me. So, um. Yeah, music good. When I'm putting on music, it's usually something with no lyrics. It's like classical music or something. Mm. I feel like I'm a movie villain that this classical music playing. I want to do something really bad in a moment, but uh-huh. I'm just working. I'm just typing, yeah. you know. <laughs> so um, that's all the questions that I have. So I okay. want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. Okay. And I want to invite you to tell the fine folks where they can find you at online to check out your work. Oh, yes. That would be great. Um, in future, I would like to try uh, public art. <laughs> And then I, I'm looking for that. So hopefully I can come with a new work. That's great. And what is your website? Uh, website is my name, tamaonakayama.com. All right. Uh, so let me spell because it's kind of funky. Uh, T-A-M-A-O-N-A-K-A-Y-A-M-A.com. A lot of A's. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So... There you have it, folks. So I want to, again, thank Tamao Nakayama for coming on to the podcast. And I'm Rob Lee saying it is art in and around your city. You just got to look for it. <laughs>